Hello everyone, this is Edo Ninja and you are now listening to the Storm Connect podcast, published by the podcast network known as the Sigil Arts. I talk about gaming topics and animated series of my own interest like Ruby, Hunter x Hunter, Persona 5 Royal, and so on forward. The goal I aim to accomplish on every episode is to provide insights on these subjects that are usually overlooked, to spread awareness, and learn more. In this episode, we are actually going to be diving into the celebration of the 35th anniversary of the Super Mario Bros. series. Nintendo never ceases to surprise us, even throughout these hardships as we all have experienced this year. As to what the surprises entail, well, let's just dive into the surprises that were revealed and the background information that's also included. So several days ago, Nintendo just randomly dropped their Direct, and of course this was dedicated to like Mario and such as to what this podcast is about. So they pretty much were just like, oh, hey, yeah, wake up, like this is early in the morning and such, and here's this Direct feed that you all have been asking for, except this is all Mario themed, so keep that in mind. <laughs> so Nintendo starts this off by revealing one of their discontinued old rare products, which it was the Game & Watch system. That product alone, the handheld console, this goes way back to 1985, so seeing this again in these times we live in now brings back so much nostalgia of how gaming was back then. So they're re-releasing this handheld console in a special edition that includes a plus control pad, clock functionality, a full color display this time, and multiple Mario games. This is expected to launch on November 13th, however, it's only out on the market for a limited time, which the deadline is around the end of March 2021. Now, before we proceed any further, I just want everyone to know that in this podcast episode, you are going to be hearing a lot of limited production bases. Now, for this, it makes sense as to why this is limited. Now, again, reminder, this is all the way in 1985, and we are here in 2020. So... Someone having a Game & Watch actual console system is rare, and even more rare if it's a full functioning one. Like, as if, like, it's never gone bad or even to the point where, like, the lifespan have, has ended. So that type of sentiment is returning, but in a way where it is, you know, different, a special type of addition, and so on for it, as mentioned before. This is one of those things where Nintendo is extending an olive brand of these rare products and like, you know, rare things that are across of our modern times now, and you probably should grab it before it's too late. And, <laughs> oh boy, scalpers are going to take a huge advantage out of this one and more so of what I'm going to be mentioning here in this podcast today. That's all that there really is to it. So if you're the type of gamer that likes to have like a collection of the consoles and stuff like that and appreciate of the like the old traditional uh, classics of you know the consoles and how it was back then and such, I suggest copying this immediately or whenever it is possible before it's too late and you deal with an unfortunate greedy scalper. Proceeding forward, the next thing that they revealed, I am very, very excited for this. And that is the Super Mario 3D World Switch port with new extra content added. There are not too many details available on what is new for this port, except that it's coming on February 21st, 2021, and it will have co-op online play. Nintendo did mention they will showcase more in the near future when they are ready for this, but that's all that there really is to it. Now, for those that did not experience this game on the Wii U, Please, and I mean please, consider investing the $60 to purchase this game. 
to my surprise, it is an actual very fun Mario game. And I only hope reliving the experience with more features and content would keep up with that consistency. I know it kind of sounds really ridiculous of them charging $60 again for uh, just a simple Switch port from the Wii U. And with new extra content added and such, it's like, why is this such a, like, you know, at a high price, like, you know, the full regular 60 Well, I mean, it really depends on how much, like, functionalities that they put into the online aspect and for the new content known as Bowser's Fury. If it's lengthy and if, it, if we could actually see ourselves truly lasting quite a while with this game, then I believe it's going to be worth the investment. Now, it does seem very strange that they are announcing this quite, like, early, especially how far the release is, though. However, with all things considered, it most likely because of this pandemic, at least they want to at least have something part of the lineup that it pretty much would be considered for the 36th year anniversary, but, like, you know, it still would follow to the 35th anniversary to, like, pretty much let everybody know us. So, like, hey, this is what we're doing and such, so... At least, like, to know that it's happening, it is nice, and they are going to update with uh, what's going to be the new features and, you know, what the new content is all about and such, and more on forward about, like, what they actually did on the new stuff for the Switch port. Now, again, time will only tell as to when they will decide to go into detail of what's new of this port, and when we will receive that, we will be able to determine if it's worth the value or not. But even so, I'd say definitely for those that have not experienced it, I definitely, again, I definitely would recommend putting in the 60. For those that have, I mean, that's up to you uh, if you really think if it's worth it or not. I mean, to me, I think it's worth it because, like, one, like, the Wii U productions, they are discontinued. So the chances of actually seeing one again, it's really, really unlikely. And the, the best part about that is that it's not a limited production basis. So, obviously, you can get this at any time. I think it's worth it for this point. So, But that's only as to how you truly enjoyed a Super Mario 3D World. And if you want to give this another shot, if you didn't enjoy it, especially with the new content that's going to arrive... Following up with their lineup, a competitive Super Mario Brothers game with 35 players. So they take the original game and they actually make it into a competition among with the 35 players. Um, and how they spice this up, the objective is to be the last Mario standing among with the 34 players in this session. As you progress through your course, when you defeat enemies that are in your path, they will be sent to other players and vice versa back to you. There is no time limit for this, so that means, yeah, there can only be one Mario among with you 35 players. And I will say for this, yet again, this is on a limited basis production. It'll be available on October 1st, 2020, and it will be playable until March 31st, 2021. And this is only available to Nintendo Switch Online users. Honestly, I could see why, like, to an extent, it's only limited, but at the same time, it would be nice if they actually kept this as an actual thing. So the possibility is the fact that they have never done something like this specifically for the Super Mario Brothers in a competition way, and they pretty much uh, tailored it to be very unique and to a competition among with the 35 players. So because it's the 
35th anniversary, ha ha ha, type idea, and, you know, again, there can only be one last Mario standing and such, it makes sense as to why they're only making it for this occasion rather than actually making it a long-term idea to where it's just, like, out there in the market forever. And even so, if this actually does well, I would actually kind of hope they don't actually take this off the market. Now, I could not find this information available anywhere, so... I'm kind of wondering if you could actually invite your friends into a 35-session play of the competition, or if every time that you get on the game, it's just all randomized with other players. Because if you can actually, like, get into an online session among with your friends, then I feel that there will be a better chance of the game actually lasting a bit longer, and which is why I truly believe that it should be out in the market for actually, for not only for a limited time, but we will actually have to see how that truly plays out to see if it's even worth like investing a little bit more into it and seeing if it will actually become like a bigger thing that it will have like a longer lifespan rather than what they're originally giving it, which is like, you know, around like what, six months around there. On to the next segment, which I know it was pretty quick, though, but there's not really that much to say about with the rest. Like it's kind of like really straightforward to the point. The next segment into the list, which I think this is very cool. Not many people are actually talking about this, and I want to actually emphasize of how cool this is here on my podcast. Nintendo is offering a new type of Mario Kart game, but it is so cool and creative. Mario Kart Home Circuit is the title. The game includes a real go-kart toy of preference between Mario or Luigi that can actually be controlled by the Nintendo Switch console. Four gates, some signboards to go in a certain direction, and of course, the essential course to make this work. So you could literally just adjust whichever room that is suitable for you and your friends, or your family, uh, housemates or whoever, and actually create a track based on your environment. So if you just want to be that one guy on Twitter that wants to be so extra onto actually building your fucking, like, track, like, actually, like, designing, like, the platform and the actual, like, you know, the railroads here and there and such, rather than just, like, you know, simply of what was displayed on the trailer and such. Oh my god, please tag me on Twitter. I would love to see that. I love people being so extra, and honestly, if I had the opportunity to do that, I would do the same. So, like, when you actually, like, play the game, like, you get to actually see, like, the cool creative effects. Like, you know, they'll do, like, the mushroom, and if, like, you know, if you get hit by a banana and stuff like that, your car actually slows down. So, like, you get to, like, actually see, like, what the track looks like in the camera, because in the go-kart toys, like, they actually have the camera included to see, like, where you're going and such when you're, like, controlling it with the Nintendo Switch console. But it's just so cool as to, like, how they made this, like, AR game alive. Now, if you want to play Among with your friends, they must also have the console themselves, the game as well, and the cards for an actual proper multiplayer mode, which that's pretty obvious though, but like you can't obviously do it into like one Switch console. It's going to be arriving on October 16th. Now, as to what they mentioned, the game is free to download. However, uh, of course, to pre-order with the rest of like the go-kart toys and stuff like that, they don't have that information available, but they will come out with the details of that pretty soon. So the one thing that I'm kind of wondering about is if you could play this game while the Nintendo Switch is docked. Cause like, say if you actually play this in your living room and such, would you be able to like do this while this Nintendo Switch is docked and such? Like, would it still like work that way? Or do you need to have it on handheld mode at all times for this to work? 
because it'd be very cool that some people like may want to actually like stream their experience with Mario Kart Home Circuit and they could like you know do it with a proper way of like you know have the, having the switch docked however if they don't well then again that's going to be impossible unfortunately I know the idea of it being streamed or being like recorded for videos and such it kind of sounds stupid but at the same time it's kind of fun if you really think about it at least that's just in my own personal opinion. Not many people might feel the same way about that. That's up to you if you want to decide that, you know? And if this does well, I would kind of hope, like, they include, like, more, like, available go-kart toys rather than just Mario and Luigi. Like, they can include, like, the ones that are, like, the CPU is, like, the Bowser Jr., Princess Peach, Daisy, Wario, and so on forth. And, like, you know, they can actually make it, like, more of a production of it. But that's only if this game becomes actually, like, su successful. Since, again, the only ones they have available is for Mario and Luigi. And the rest is just, like, you know, hologram CPU. And for you to do multiplayer in this game, you can only have up to three friends join you in your Mario Kart adventures in the home circuit life. So I will say for those that are still in quarantine and such, like, yeah, this will be a very fun way to do some many stupid but cool projects at your own leisure. And again, like, if you guys see anything cool on Twitter on, like, people, like, creating their own tracks and such, tag me. I want to see it because I want to have ideas of creating a stupid track for myself. That's just me, though. <laughs> That's all I really have to say for the Mario Kart home circuit. I just hope that it actually becomes a greater thing than what they're making it out to be. Which, of course, that's for testing out the waters. So, now, the big part of this podcast that pretty much everyone has been talking about and has been, like, on the main focus of this into the general public, which is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So, Nintendo seriously surprised us that Super Mario 3D All-Stars, it includes the ported games, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy 1. Oh yeah, uh, rip those that were hoping for a Super Mario Galaxy 2 on the Switch. I know a lot of people were really were hoping for that though, but I guess that's not happening. Who knows, maybe it will one day, but... It's not included into the collection, unfortunately. So, this one is also priced at $60. It's optimized for the Switch, but it barely has any of the retouches on the textures to accommodate for the 1080p resolution, with the exception of Super Mario 64. They include a music player and controls accommodations for Super Mario Galaxy. Thank goodness. And it is going to be available on the 18th, pretty much next week, basically. However, there's a catch to this, and once again, like I said earlier, it is for a limited market release, a physical and digital release, and of course, this is also going to end by March 2021. Now, I could understand if the limited time edition was for the physical release of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I can understand that much of it because the physical copy of it, it like looks really appealing and of course it, like it has such a rarity. So I can understand if that was for a limited time. But digital? You're going to take it off the market after March, like the end of March 2021? That's a pretty bold move and I wonder why you would do that. But I guess this is a way for Nintendo to like actually test out the waters because they do listen to their community. They do listen to their consumers, their loyal fans for God knows how long. 
and they like do like checking around to see like if this would actually work out like they hear everybody like they they know it the problem is that if it would actually sell and you know what i think the biggest concern that nintendo had was pretty much that like why would they anybody buy a port of this when anyone could easily emulate it i think that's what was holding them back for especially for the ports for these three games specifically of course, you could argue that, well, I mean, because that they hardly did anything with it, it's not exactly worth that price, so it's not going to sell. I might be able to give you that point for that one. However, I personally think is that, like, they, I think they want to see of how this would go, like, to still, like, keep it to, like, how original it was to the core of its game and not, like, ruin, like, too much of it. And if it's okay that, like, they can do a little bit, like, more and more of what they did to, like, you know, the classic games like that, then maybe they will be able to entertain more ideas for um, ports coming to the Nintendo Switch. And then, like, you know, maybe adding some, like, more extra stuff. Like, you know, again, that's what was more appropriate was Super Mario 3D World. However, because this, this is so old, it's because that how old this is and how, like, how much of this has been emulated on PC and such, it's been, like, a huge major concern of Nintendo. However, there are many out there that do not have, like, a PC, like, an actual, like, PC at all to begin with, and they do just have the console itself. I would only hope that they, this would be the chance that they actually get to experience of what we experienced in the past, or they get to relive that experience because they don't have a PC, and so on forward. I truly hope that this does well, because if it does, then... This would probably, like, make Nintendo give more of the initiative to actually entertain more ideas as to what could be brought onto the Switch. And then hopefully, like, to see of, like, what horizons they could actually expand with it without, like, actually ruining to the core of the games as they are. So, I'm going to be honest with you all. I have not played Super Mario 64 or Super Mario Galaxy. I know, a little bit surprising. The only game that I've actually touched was Super Mario Sunshine, and I completed it to its full content. While I am excited that Sunshine is making it to the Switch, I am actually more excited to see of how what Super Mario Galaxy is all about. As much as that, like you know, Super Mario 64, like it was a classic and it was like in a very enjoyable game. I'm very excited for Super Mario Galaxy because of the fact that I did not have much of an experience. I did like had like a little demo of it when I was like way younger, but it just looked so cool and I was so upset that I never had that experience. And now I'm finally receiving that. So the thing that everyone is feeling iffy about is the fact that because that they are just like, you know, somewhat of enhancement ports to the Switch, it's cost as of a full AAA game $60 once again. Honestly, I might have to give the community a point with this one. I'm not so sure as to why it's $60. If it was physical, I could understand that. For digital, I believe this is more worth of like maybe $30 to $40, especially if they were just only like enhanced textures and like, you know, they made it to 1080p resolution, except for Super Mario 64 for whatever reason. It's still by the 4x3 aspect ratio. But no, the fact that it's priced for like a full 60, including the music player, which it's nice and all, it just doesn't feel like brand new to that fresh where it's just like, whoa, okay, this is definitely worth it. And which again, it kind of gives more of the counterpoint where it's just like people would just rather emulate the game if people have a PC and well, do their own touches to it and do their own spinoff as to like recreating that type of experience and like adding their spin to it just to see of what it could be like. Personally, since this is an actual simple port, 
I personally think that it should be like around like maybe 30 to 40 bucks, but that's pretty much it at most. However, I do see why it is priced for $60. Like, it does seem a little bit uh, ridiculous. I get that. But I would say that it does somewhat make a little sense in their own perspective to see if this is actually going to go well or not. To the consumer eye, it may not be perfect. But from their perspective, since this is an ex such an extremely rare case of what they're doing, I kind of get the idea of where this is going. So ultimately, like, if you still want to pay $60 for, like, the collection altogether, like, all in one, especially, like, despite the fact that there may have been, like, small to little to no, like, touch-ups that they've done for the collection and such, go right ahead. Like, it's up to you for that. Uh, I'm still going to get it, obviously. I'm wanting to support uh, Nintendo, and hopefully, like, we get more out of this, like, for the decision-makings that they could do in the future. We'll just have to see. There is something that I wish for everyone to somewhat consider, which I'm going to mention this like a little bit near at the end of the podcast. So I'm going to bring that point up again when I'm ready for it. So that's all I really have to say for like the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Like for me, I'm still personally excited for it. And I'm just, again, this is just a shock that Nintendo's even doing this. So, in terms of their major lineup, like, that's pretty much all that they have, like, really planned. Which, again, like, it's still a lot considering as to the circumstances that were placed under. However, like, they are planning for, like, such Mario events for the pre-existing games. Like, they were planning to have, like, a Smash tournament Mario-themed and such. Uh, I don't have the details available for that, though, but soon that they will release when they're ready. Uh, a Splatoon Fest Mario theme going on. The merchandise here and there that's, like, you know, Amiibos in here to, like, promote uh, the celebration for it. Uh, like, you can check out a lot of stuff on their website if interested. I'm gonna le leave it on the, uh, the description. There's, like, so much that they're doing, so if you're the type of person that, like, wants to, like, participate in events and such, and probably, like, get, like, the cool exclusive things for, like, certain games and stuff like that, you are most certainly going to have a wild fun time with their Mario events that they're planning for the rest of this year. So, with all that being said, like, for the Mario Direct that they dropped, it was like about like 14-ish to 16-ish minutes. It was like around at that time frame. Uh, and they just decided to randomly drop it in the morning. And like, I just woke up to it and I was like, whoa. So it took a little bit of a hot minute for me to process of like what actually has been showcased and such as to what they were um, delivering for this year, specifically on their side. We're now in year 2020 and you know, the Switch was released in 2017. We're here in 2020 and they have so much going on, a lot of titles and it still keeps going. Like the Nintendo Switch is like breathing just fine with its lifespan that it's having. It might last a very long time, longer than like most of the consoles they've had previously, in my personal opinion that is from what I'm seeing. Like almost every Mario game from the past to the present is now available on the Nintendo Switch. They're also including Super Mario All-Stars on the SNES service they give to you if you're on the online subs uh, service subscription. So, it includes Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3, and Lost Levels. Their main Mario title on the Wii U is now going to be on the Switch. And most of the games that were enjoyed on the Wii U have either a Switch port or a brand new game to continue off the installation series. Now... As you guys have read the title for this podcast episode, I say that Mario has most definitely put the Wii U on life support. Before I go into my reasoning as to why I say that, I just want to give a little bit of a quick recap here for everyone. There is still somewhat of worth up to the Wii U, but I just want everybody to know that ever since the Switch came out, they discontinued the Wii U pretty shortly after, pretty quickly actually. 
And it's even worse that some people at Nintendo even admitted that they saw that the Wii U did not have much of a future. Don't get me wrong, it was still a great console for what it was though, but for the concept that they were trying to set up for, I think this was exactly what they were aiming for, the Nintendo Switch. And on top of that, it was horribly marketed, but it had great games though. Like, hey, wait, we got Mario Party, we now have Smash, we are getting the port of the Mario exclusive game that was on the Wii U and such, and you know, like, now everything's like coming onto the Switch slowly, especially to like how good their, uh, recent Mario titles have been. Mario Kart, Bayonetta, Splatoon, all these games are like first party Nintendo, like, they're now on the Switch, to an extent as I mentioned earlier. So, what are they missing here? The only thing that is making the Wii U even barely alive are the Zelda games. Once they port Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword, the Wii U will officially be done for and have absolutely no worth, which it might actually lead to that direction now that we think about it. They're actually probably like killing that platform completely. Unless you want to count Nintendo Land for whatever odd reason, then <laughs> there's that too. And those Zelda titles were like the really, really good ones. So the fact that like it's still Wii U exclusive and such and for how much it failed as a console. Hey, hey, you know, th there's that opportunity right there. If you want to kill off that, look, just go off Nintendo. It's fine. It's perfectly fine because you know what? Like we loved Wind Waker. We love Skyward Sword. We love Twilight Princess. It would be nice if we could still continue to have that experience because again, like most people from what we know, like. They're, if you just continue selling the console itself, making the games have a little bit more worth to it, then, you know, it's going to be very difficult to actually find the opportunity to play this game again and such. And, you know, you would actually want to keep it unless it will be out up to date to having a Switch port. And I would hope that would be the case because next year, actually, is going to be the 35th anniversary for Zelda. That's why I'm like really hoping that this does go well so that Nintendo will actually have more of the incentive to actually like port the rest of the games that were on the Wii U to the Switch, which again, basically, it's just Zelda remaining at this point. Now, there is one more thing I actually wish to mention before ending this podcast, and that's regarding Nintendo's year of 2020. There was a recent discovery of potential pushbacks on the celebrations they planned for Mario this year. On the Nintendo website, people found that there was an actual online challenge for Super Mario Maker 2 dated for April 2020, and it was under the Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary plans to complete missions. So, why am I bringing this up? I believe it's important to mention this because this is concrete evidence to show how much this pandemic has truly affected Nintendo. All these plans were set from April, and finally they were just able to make these arrangements to make it still happen this year. Now, I'm not going to go too much about this for now, but I wish to say that even through such difficult times, they were still able to do all of this, yet they're always being discredited of not doing much when they, surprisingly, even in a pandemic, They've done a lot for the circumstances we're placed under. And even if they did not do much, again, this just shows as to how much it's truly affected Nintendo, which it makes sense. It's like, what is there that we should be expecting if we're in this horrible situation right now, you know? This is a very serious issue that does affect everywhere around the world. Everywhere. This does not only apply to Nintendo, again, this is everywhere. Square Enix, Sony, Microsoft, all these companies and many livelihoods that are involved in the gaming industry, they are doing their absolute best. And it should not be treated lightly or a simple joke. 
it is for the best. We do not expect much from these developers this year and platforms. And we should show some gratitude that they're still doing what they can, even through hardships like this. Like, besides with the concern of business, they're doing everything that they can to satisfy their communities, especially to, like, specifically of, like, what's happening to us. Like, hell, this might even broaden their ways of doing things and their horizons. It's best to show the support now and respect the efforts that they are putting in right now as we speak. Because we don't know when this pandemic is going to end. We don't know when this is truly all going to die down. Unless you're in New Zealand. Well, then, <laughs> if you're in New Zealand listening to this podcast, I'm jealous of you. Sincerely. Seriously. I know this is kind of odd to mention this part as well, but be- again, this just shows that this affects everyone. It doesn't matter of, like, it can affect a certain type of group of people and stuff like that. No. Anyone could catch this virus. And every day, there are people that are actually, like, putting in their lives and such just to ensure that the communities, they're still, like, in good shape in a physical way, for health matters, and mentally in the mind, and to keep things off as to the negativity that's happening in our world this year. I know I stress this enough in my podcast episodes, though, but I just truly want to ensure that this message is truly out there, that, like, again, since this is a very serious, deadly thing, I just hope that everyone stays safe and nobody tries to fight off against with this pandemic, especially with the precautionary measures that we have to take in order to contain this virus. Because, again, anybody could catch this, and, you know... We must do our best to actually protect ourselves, each other, and give in support to the best of our ability. With that being said, on a lighter note, I actually, like I said, I am going to be copying the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and I'm actually going to stream this when this drops. So I'm curious, like, you could actually, like, leave me your thoughts on the Mario Direct and basically as to what they showcase certain topics that I covered here today and such through uh, the podcast Twitter at StormConnectEN on Twitter, and you can, like, let me know as to what your perspective about it and, like, what you want to add on to the conversation of this. And especially if you're planning to get certain things that they're offering this year. Or next year, since Super Mario 3D World is coming to the Switch on February 2021. And one more thing that I have to mention as well for specifically the Joy-Con players. If you only have Joy-Cons and if you plan on playing Super Mario Sunshine with Joy-Cons and Super Mario Galaxy... I'm so sorry. I will only hope that you will have some type of third-party controller support or the Pro Controller, whichever, that does not involve with Joy-Cons. I'm not sure as to why Joy-Cons are horribly optimized in the Nintendo Switch, especially considering the fact that we have had used these, like, type of concept before with the Wii, and it wasn't even that bad, or not even bad at all, and for some reason this still happens to this day. So... If you're planning on doing that or just have no choice and you end up doing it, good luck. Good luck. I'm so sorry. And I hope that you actually achieve through these levels with those Joy-Cons. And maybe, hopefully, if you can beat the game with it without too many frustrations as much as possible. And that is all going to be for the podcast episode, the 20th episode for Storm Connect. I'm actually truly happy that we reached this number and such. I know that doesn't seem as much, though, but... I'm bringing this up because of how much we've actually come from the 20 episodes that we provided out and to what we've been doing and the support that you guys have given us. It means so much to us. So, and I only hope that it continues to grow from here and hopefully we could, you know, reach up to the stars, you know? So, thank you guys once again. If you are listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave out a five-star rating if you enjoy the podcast. Hit up the Storm Connect Twitter at StormConnectEN or other platforms this podcast is on for feedback on the show. 
That said, I also have one small update I'd like to personally share with you all today. The merchandise. Great news. It has been updated. We now are offering face mask designs so you can protect yourself from the coronavirus with style or getting sick in general or just wear it just because you like it and, you know, whatever reason you may be, well, there it is. <laughs> they are available to purchase starting today at kingsize.life slash store. So, shout out to the sponsorship from King Styles for making this happen as usual. I share my gratitude to King's Eyes for this, as always. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode, and I will see you guys on the next one. This is Edo Ninja, and I'm signing off. Stay safe, healthy, wash your hands, and keep this in mind. Do not ever stop moving forward, especially throughout these hard times. We may have experienced pushbacks, but again, even with these labels of pushbacks and delays and such, that's why they're called pushbacks. So... How they push us back, we're going to push it back twice as hard as they did to us. Twofold.